0: Father, we come before thy throne with thanksgiving. Oh, we come before thy throne seeking to, to, to see you today, Lord Jesus, in, in the message and in the singing and in all that's said and done, that you would be glorified and that you would be magnified. and we come before thee after a week of being in the world and, and uh, being bombarded by different things, and we just seek seek the, your favor and we seek to um, your presence. And this is an oasis for us to come and uh, worship and praise thy mighty name. And we love you because you first loved us. You drew us and you knew us in eternity and you've loved us with an everlasting love. So we seek to glorify thee and praise you for all that you've done in our lives. And we pray that you would use the messages if it's your will to draw sinners to thee. Lord, we pray that, that if it's your will that you'd save your sheep who who don't know you yet, who haven't heard thy voice. And we pray that you would be You would draw them in your mercy and your goodness and your grace. And we lift it all up to you today and and our time together. In Jesus' name, Amen. Ephesians chapter 1 is where we'll be. Boy, I'm sweating like crazy already. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 1. Last week we looked at verse 1. This week we'll look at verses 2 and 3. 2 and 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to take this coat off. Okay, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Again, grace be to you. So this is written to the Ephesians. So this is written to believers. And remember before, I've said a lot of things could be cleared up if people would just look at who letters were written to. A lot of error could be cleaned up and, and cleared up. Grace be to you. So this is written to the Ephesians, to the saints at Ephesus. Grace be to you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath... And notice the language Who hath. Who hath. It's definitive who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So last week we looked at verse 1. We looked at that it was the, the will of God in Paul's calling and in his life. And it's true of every saint of God in Christ that we are saved by the will of God. It's God's will for him to save his sheep and he does it. It's God's will for him to call his sheep and he does it. He does it. So let's look at verse 2 again. Grace be to you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now this is, a, this is a, a greeting which Paul uses in a lot of his letters. He prays that the saints would be enriched with grace and peace. Grace and peace from our Father. From God our Father. And notice the order. I mentioned this when we did the introduction. But notice the order. Grace always precedes peace. Grace always precedes peace. If you have... You will have no peace without grace. Without grace. And think of this too, how boundless the grace of God in Christ is to us, beloved. And and, and what peace we have. What peace we have in and through Christ, in Him alone. Outside of Christ, we have no peace with God. None at all. None at all. And think of this too. We didn't even know we didn't have peace with God. You see how it's a refuge of lies before you're saved? You think that you're doing or You think that, that, that... But we had no peace. We were saying peace, peace, and we had no peace. That's why you hear no one goes to hell according to religion, pe- religious people. No one goes to hell. But you only have peace if you have the grace of God in Christ. And that's the order. Grace must always precede peace. And Paul, think of this too. What a simple way of greeting the saints, right? Grace and peace. It's a very simple way of greeting greeting the saints. And Paul, Paul was much learned in the Scriptures, but he always brings it to the simple greeting of grace and peace. Grace and peace. And you see that continuously through all his letters. Grace and peace. So may we never vault ourselves high enough to remember that these precious truths that are before us, we have, the believer in Christ has grace and peace in Christ. Peace with God the Father. Peace with Him. And we'll look at that in our main message today too about propitiation and what that means. We have, we have peace though with God. And let us note also that the Holy Spirit's not mentioned in this text, but he is included, right? It says, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, although the Holy Spirit's not directly named here, he's included because think on this. There can be no work on the soul but by his presence and power, right? There can be no work on the soul but by his presence and power. He must regenerate us. We must be born again by the Holy Spirit of God. And when grace is given, He implants it. He implants it. When peace exists, He creates it. He creates it in us. So all spiritual blessings, therefore, grace and peace are the effects of His working. So the whole Trinity is again in action. The whole Trinity again. And we know that as we go through this this first chapter, we're going to see how the whole... The whole trinity is in action in the salvation of a, of a sinner. We who are dead in trespasses and sins, and if you look over at verse 1 of chapter 2, it says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. That's the Holy Spirit um, regenerating a dead sinner. And, and if anyone ever comes to you, and you know I've mentioned this many times, dead in the Greek there means dead. Graveyard dead. Dead. You can't do anything. A corpse can't do anything. That was our situation. That was our place. That was our standing when we come into this world. Dead. Graveyard dead. Spiritually. Physically alive, but spiritually dead. And I remember those days. I remember thinking that I was okay. Thinking that peace, you know, peace, peace. Oh yeah, I'm going to go to heaven. When I had no hope in Christ. It was all about me was all about me being better than someone else or or not as bad as someone else. It's a refuge of lies. Because when God reveals to us what we are, we see ourselves as, as sinners in desperate need of Christ. So the existence of spiritual life in us proves the work of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is sent from Jesus and from the Father through Christ. And we see that every spiritual gift of love and power, the work of the Trinity, they cooperate in the salvation of a sinner. They're all in action. They're all in, and we will see that as we go further down through this chapter. We'll see that. The whole Trinity is in action. Now let's look back to our text here again. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. The Greek word for grace there is to find this. Goodwill loving kindness, favor. It also goes on to be defined as this, of the merciful kindness of which God, exerting his holy influence upon souls, turns them to Christ, keeps, strengthens, increases them in the Christian faith, knowledge, affection, enkindles them to the exercise of the Christian virtues. So grace, and think of this too, grace acts from itself to itself from itself and it's only by the power of God we are given grace by God the Father and we are saved by the grace of God in Christ and then we magnify and glorify the God who gave that grace it goes right back to him right back to him grace cannot be controlled by human power it can, although a lot of folks in the religious world think it can be, but it cannot be controlled by human power. Grace cannot be controlled by human merit. It will actually not operate where there's any merit. Grace operates where there's no merit, no merit, and that's where that's where the Lord brings a sinner, as He's bringing him to Christ to show him that he has no power, no merit. Before God. And our unworthiness, and also grace doesn't work where there's any worthiness. Because we're all unworthy. All of us. Anyone supposing any merit or anything we do to gain, to gain grace, alters grace to where it's no longer grace you mix anything in with grace and it's no longer grace. God saves whom He will according to His good pleasure. And what a word, grace. Grace. It's an infinite term when we think of God. When we think of God who is eternal, it's an infinite term. Because He's eternal. Therefore, His grace is eternal. And He's the giver of this wonderful grace spoken of in this verse. God is the giver. When we think of the word grace, we who believe think about the source. God the Father. and the streams, it goes through Christ, doesn't it? It flows through Christ. It finds its origin in the Father in eternity and it streams forth by God's free grace through Christ to bless undeserving sinners like you and I. What a magnificent word. Grace. And it's God who is the giver. Our faith in Christ is strengthened when we ponder God's grace given to us in Christ. Think of that. Think that God, you who believe, that God who dwells in eternity gave you grace and faith and repentance to believe on Christ when we had no power to do that. What mercy. What grace. What mercy and what grace. We can't even fathom it. But we're strengthened when we think about it. We're strengthened in Christ when we think about it. When we ponder the eternal love of God towards His elect in Christ and the grace given to us, it lifts us up, doesn't it? It builds us up in Christ. Think of this too. Everything we need is supplied in the everlasting covenant in Christ Jesus our Lord. Everything. There's nothing lacking. Everything a sinner needs is in Christ and in Him alone. This is why we say cast aside everything else you're doing because there's only hope in Christ. Now it says, in peace. Peace. Grace to you and Peace. And remember that grace and peace is from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And we live in a a world where there's no peace. There really isn't. Now, we live in a country here where we're at peace, but we still have things going on all the time. All the time. There's wars all over the place. Rumors of wars. But the peace here spoken of comes from God. And it's a peace that passes all understanding. It's not like the peace in the world. The peace in the world is unsettled. You have peace for a while, and then boom, it starts again. This is the peace that passes all understanding. It doesn't change. And I know, I know we live in a world, and I know we go through things, and I know we're up and down like this. But this is a precious truth, beloved, for God's people. This peace does not change. We're the ones who go through things, right? But this peace just is steady. It never changes. And it's a rock. It's a rock. It's a foundation. And everyone wants peace in the world. But because we're sinners, it's an elusive thing, isn't it? But oh, the calm repose, the peace here spoken of, is called a, it's a calm repose. The old timers used to use the word repose. And that's what you're doing right now. You're reposing in a chair. You're reposing in a pew. What a beautiful word. Repose just means to be at rest. And this is what we are to do in Christ. But it's hard for us to do. <laughs> but see, the believer's peace never changes. Because it's in God. It's from God and in Christ. It's from God and in Christ. And think of the, think of the repose or the rest when we realize that we're reconciled with God. We who are sinners are reconciled with God. We who believe, that's the key. You have to believe. You must believe. God makes us willing, doesn't he? He's in action in the whole salvation of the sinner. But oh, we praise his mighty name. We do come, we run to him though, don't we? We flee to him. But when you realize that all your sins are forgiven, that there's not one left out, Past, present, and future. And again, it doesn't give us a license to go crazy. No. But when you realize, when you really realize and really ponder that, it gives us such peace. Such peace. Isn't it going to be amazing when we get home to be with the Lord and we're freed from the presence of sin? My goodness. Oh, my goodness. Therefore, being justified by faith, listen to this, we have peace, Romans five one. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. Paul tells us here, grace and peace, right? We have peace. The believer possesses peace with God. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's the key. It's only through Christ. Nowhere else. We have it. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace. Our text says grace and peace. We have access into the grace of God wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. It, 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 it brings us joy and peace to know that we are reconciled with God. Think of this too. If one is under wrath and terror, there's no peace, is there? And what happens to us is the Lord's drawing us to. Oh, we see His law, we see we see His justice, and we tremble. And then when He saves the sinner, what peace we have! What peace we have! Christ did it all. The terror is gone. The terror. Now we still are in awe of the Lord, but it's a reverent awe. It's a reverent fear. It's not a terrifying fear. But when God has drawn the sinner to himself, he'll show them that they're guilty before God's law, and it gives the sinner no peace at all. But oh, when we look to Christ, what peace, what peace we have in Christ. When you're going through something, temptation or sin, just look to Christ. Look to Him. Flee to Him. He's our only hope. Think of this too. When we're by faith resting and trusting in Christ, Scripture declares your sins are forgiven. Forgiven. Go in peace. (laughs) Oh my. Forgiven. But I'm a sinner. But your trust in Christ. Oh, if we could just live in that reality all the time, eh? eh? Oh. This is why we every week we come and hear the gospel. And the, every, you know, we need to hear it, don't we? We need to. To be reminded constantly of what we have in Christ. Outward distress to the believer is as the raging billows to Noah in the ark. Think of Noah. He was in that ark, right? And outside was raging. Raging. The, the rain beating down, probably wind whipping things around. Just raging. He could hear it. But nothing happened to him. He's in the ark of safety. Beloved. He's in Christ. That's where the believer is. What peace. What peace. Everything can be raging around us. And we're in Christ. Such as Noah was in the ark. Oh, No wonder Paul said, well, he was in the dungeon. And this peace peace would would give Paul the, the grace and peace would give Paul the ability to say, well, he was in the dungeon. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. Stephen was unmoved beneath the crushing stones. Trust in Christ. Trust in Christ. And the world does not know this blessing. It has no clue, no idea. We didn't before the Lord saved us. Isaiah fifty-seven twenty-one says this, There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. No peace. No peace to the wicked. But we're not of this world. This world is not our home. Our abode is in heaven. That is where we will be forever with Christ when we die. There's a counterfeit peace out there. There is a counterfeit peace out there. The counterfeit peace puts salvation in the hands of man, part man and part Jesus. Say Jesus has done all he can do, now the rest is up to you. That's counterfeit peace because I no peace from anything I do. Is it so with you? But What peace we have in Christ. What peace we have in him. What he's done. He did it all. He did it all. We'll look at that this morning. We're complete in him. Absolutely complete. Nothing to be added. In Christ. But the peace spoken of in our text only comes from faith in Christ. Only comes from looking to him and him alone. No Christ, no peace. And our faith looks to Him. It doesn't look anywhere else. When we had false faith, we looked to Christ, but we also looked to ourselves. But true faith, true faith has one object and one desire, and that's Christ. Nowhere else do we look. Let's look at verse 3. We'll finish off our study looking at verse 3. And turn, if you would, to Psalm. Put your finger in Psalm 34. And we'll look at Ephesians 1, though, as our text here. All right, verse 3, I mean. Sorry. Verse 3. Look at this magnificent verse. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, he says grace and peace to us. And look at this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, again, there's those words again, They're definitive, aren't they? Who hath? He has. This is something He's done. Blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Where? In heavenly places. In Christ. That excludes everything else. In Christ excludes everything else. The church, Mary, Muhammad, Buddha, and all those false gods, right? Nowhere, Nowhere else. Nowhere else. It just says, in Christ. All spiritual blessings. And this is talking to believers. Paul's full of thanksgiving. And what does he do? He points the Ephesian believers to the one who we are to adore. To the great God and King, the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom are all the spiritual blessings for the believer. Look at Psalm 34, verses 1-4. to I will bless the Lord, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, think of this. Did you praise God before you were saved? I didn't. Now we do. (laughs) Now, Now we do, don't we? My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. There was one time we boasted in ourselves and our doings. Now we boast in Christ and what He's done. My soul. My soul that's eternal makes its boast in Christ. One who's redeemed, my soul. This body's going to go in the ground, but my soul is eternal and it boasts in Christ. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. God's people are bought low. Stripping grace, Brother Donnie says. Stripping grace, right? Strips us down to nothing. Shows us our desperate need for Christ and then builds us back up in Christ. And we rejoice. We're glad. Think of the first time you heard the gospel. How it tore you down and you heard the shepherd's voice and you were filled with gladness. Filled with gladness. Oh, and, and what do we say with other believers? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Let's give Him praise and glory, all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. We don't want any of it. He gets it all, right? All of it. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So let's look at two points in our verse quickly in verse 3. Oh, our hearts are filled with adoration for the Lord when He saves us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. Now to whom are these blessings from and to? Well, they come from God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us. The blessings come from God the Father and this is the chosen title by which God would be known and loved by His people. This speaks of our covenant relationship in Christ. Our God is announced as the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Mahan says this, God is the God of Christ as Christ is man and mediator and God is the Father of Christ as Christ is God by an eternal and unspeakable generation. And then Psalm chapter 2 verse 7 says this, I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my Son, this day have I begotten Thee. So we give God the Father all praise and thanksgiving for His greatness and His goodness to His people in Christ. Now who are the ones spoken of here? Who hath blessed us That's God's people. And we'll see that next week in verse 4. The elect of God. The elect of God. Who hath, look at the language, too, who hath blessed us. It's not a maybe. He has, beloved. He has blessed us in Christ the ones who were purchased by Christ on Calvary's tree and whose sins have been paid in full by the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at the latter part here. All spiritual blessings in Christ. These spiritual blessings are more than common or temporal blessings. They are special blessings. Right? Mercy. Mercy from God. Grace through the eternal covenant. All things pertaining to justification, The fact that we are justified by God. Justified by Christ. That we are clothed in His His righteousness. Not everyone is. Only the elect of God are. That we have peace. Only the elect of God have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. That we have pardon. Nothing. There's people who are dead in their trespasses and sins still right now and will die and perish that way. But God, by His grace, has saved us. And think of this. You know, whenever we think of, of, of election and people say, well, it's not fair. And, and I always look back and I, it was Brother Henry who said this, and it just really, really spoke to my heart. He said, you know, the story about a young boy who had come in after his dad had preached on Jacob have I loved and Esau have I hated. And I think if, I've, if you've heard this before from me, just give me grace because it's, it's worth repeating. And the, the young boy said, how can, he said, Dad, you preached on the verse that Jake, um, God loved Jacob but hated Esau. He said, I just can't understand how God could hate Esau. And the old preacher looked at his son and said, son, the wonder of it is how could God love Jacob? Think of that as us as believers. What an amazing Amazing salvation we have in Christ. And everything is wrapped up in Him. All our pardon is wrapped up in Him. All our adoption is wrapped up in Him. Our sanctification is wrapped up in Him. Eternal life is in Christ. And these are things that we have in Christ that others do not have. And the only reason we have it is the grace of God in Christ grace and peace. Right? That's the only reason that we have this, that God has given us His grace. To believe on Christ. And God purposed this. Think of that. God purposed this before we were even born, before in eternity. He purposed this for every one of His sheep. He decreed it. It humbles us. It humbles us. But we are given. All spiritual blessings in Christ. When? In eternity. In eternity, beloved. Oh, and we can enter into heaven's, heaven's realm and heaven's, heaven's joy only because of Christ and only because of what He's done. He gave to His people in Christ all things contained in the everlasting covenant of grace. We have all spiritual blessings in Christ. You take Christ away, we have nothing. We're dead in trespasses and sins. But in Christ, beloved. we have all spiritual blessings. All of them. And it make you rejoice that He saved your soul, that He didn't leave you where you were. What a mighty God. Mm. Pass me not, O gentle Savior, eh? Hear my humble cry. And this again, the elect are only blessed in Christ. Only in Christ. All salvation is in Him. Everything relating to salvation is in Him. It's all in Him. Again, without Christ, we have nothing but misery and the curse. But in Him, we possess all spiritual blessings. All of them. So that's why we always say we'll give Him all the glory and all the honor and all the praise because He's worthy. He's worthy.